This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window. Making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Have my old buddy Butch Campbell on. Actually, we got two Butches here. That's right. I was known as Butch all the way through school and stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot going on. You never have slowed down, Butcher. I mean, you you go over there at the hospital and drive the golf cart, and um, whenever nobody's needing a ride, you I see you tee up and hit a couple of shots over there just to practice a little bit. And uh, you, you do the ball games at MTSU. Yeah. You do the scoring and things like that. Um a lot of people are interested in what's going on at MTSU's girls' basketball. I know that that's the topic of conversation a lot of times uh, when we're over at Sylvan Park and eating breakfast and things like that. Uh, he's getting uh, – Rick's getting uh, people from all over the world right now. He does. He has he recruited from everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Of course, Rick's a good recruiter. You know, there was always that – idea of when he was at Shelbyville, but I don't yeah. know how true that is. But, oh, no. Uh, but yeah. he's he's brought in some international players. In fact, I think he had three last year, three yeah. or four. Did he learn how to speak Russian I yet? Don't, I don't know. I don't Bless know his heart. Not. Hey, Truman, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm having a hard time hearing Mr. Campbell. Uh, Check one, two, three, sounds four. Like is a, that better? Sounds like he's off the mic a little bit. I don't know. Well, actually, the mic is right in front of his mouth. All right. I'm having a hard time hearing you. I don't have much volume. Yeah. He may want to Uh-oh. switch to the other mic or headphone over there. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me go up a little bit. Now say something, Butcher. Hello. Are you there? Can you hear him better? No, that doesn't help him. I okay. Saw what you did. All right. Okay. We'll go to the other one. Uh, I appreciate you taking care of us, Brian. Let's see what goes on here. Well, like I said, I never thought I'd say I couldn't hear him well. <laughs> no. Uh, well, had, he does had, reach out. You had times you wished you didn't, probably. <laughs> I can think did of you, one or two. <laughs> did you ever take Brian down to the uh, torture? Uh, torture? No, Brian the, never made that trip. Oh, he probably should have. I'm kind of surprised a little bit about that. I didn't have that. to worry about Brian. He had good parents <laughs> that took care of him. Well, I was there good. when they had the, the old portion of the school before they you know built the new and tore down the old and all that kind of thing so well that's been several moons ago hadn't it yeah it's been a day or two 
Yes, it has. It I, has. But I've they gotten, were good times, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm old enough to have uh, my second and last child graduating this weekend. So, oh, wow. wow. Bless your heart. Now what? Uh, it's on to MTSU for her. Okay. So. Well, you, you'll need to get her involved in the radio station. Y'all can own that thing for long. Uh, she, she is going to be a veterinarian is her aspiration. So. Oh. Going to hmm. stay around here, you think? Uh, who knows? Well, she's extremely bright. She gets that from her mother. Mm -hmm. she, uh, yeah. Brian, Brian was was pretty good student in his own way. That's for sure. He was a good boy. I'll have to give him credit for that. But like I said, James took care of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very, or made very. him behave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys carry on. I can hear you very well now. Okay. Thanks, thank Brian. You, thank you. you know, uh, I hate that uh, the Marquis decides his torture room down there in the basement is not being used anymore. It's not there. Where did it, what happened to it? Well, that that room downstairs was basically a storage area uh -huh. for the cafeteria. Yeah. And all their dry goods and their canned goods, that's where they stored them, which was good. And, uh, I mean, it was well lit and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't a, a dark place. And yeah. the boy that we put down there for a day or so, that's what uh, his parents recommended that. You know, a lot of us were fortunate enough to go through Mitchell Nelson in grade school. And, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Sharon, Mr. Gilbert Sharon, was probably my favorite teacher because he took me underneath his wings and, and kind of uh, uh, pushed me a little bit farther than I probably should have ever gone. And then uh, Miss Pittard, Miss Mabel Pittard. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, we were. It's amazing how those type teachers can reach out to you and make your lives so much well, better. Miss Walford. Yeah. Well, see, I only I was only there seventh and eighth grade. Okay. See, Mister uh, Mister Sharon taught mom and dad into me going over okay. there. Yeah, I remember that story. Well, of course, uh, Miss Walford taught. Seventh and eighth grade science and maybe social studies. Because hmm. Miss Pittard had uh, English and math, if I remember correctly. Uh, I only had Miss Pittard, period. Okay. Well, see, we, we changed classes. We, part of the day we were Miss Pittard, and then part of the day Miss Walford, and then, of course, if you were homeroom with Pittard, you went back to her yeah. for the afternoons. I didn't know you were that far behind me in in the class. Well, I would have been, let's see, 8th grade, uh, 58, 59. Well, you're way behind me then. Well, you're a lot older than me. Well, I don't look that much <laughs> well, older. <laughs> yes, I do. I feel it. I believe me. But you well, haven't changed a bit. You really haven't. Well, you haven't. When did you graduate from high school? 59. Oh, okay. All right. I was in Mary Dudley's class. Right, right. Yeah. She was a good one, too. Yeah, all of those glass uh, kids oh, were just special, every one of them. Every so often, I'll send an email to Robert. 
He's still in Washington, D.C. He was with Associated Press, I believe. That's where he retired from. Hmm. I think he was there uh, I, I, for a better name, man in charge of that agency in that area for a long time. Now, he went to MTSU, didn't he? Robert? MTSC, I guess. MT, I think so. Yeah. I think so. He was, let's see, Susan was a year or two behind me, and Robert was maybe three or four years behind me. Hmm. And, of course, Mother Dudley was your age. Yeah. And then, then Helen, of course, was older than Mary Dudley. Yeah, I think she still lives in in what what we always called the glass house. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's a rock house, and we uh, called it the glass house. Yeah. Oh, what a special place! And and so many people that came from the Mitchell Nielsen area became successful in so many different ways. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of them did. We go back, and you can just take the neighborhood and start naming off people. Yeah. You know, there was Hooper Peniel, of course. We all know Hooper. And Bobby Dryden, who's a retired dentist now mm -hmm. from Murfreesboro. Ray Troop, Dr. Ray Troop. Ray Troop, yeah. And Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, the Reeser girls. Yeah. Uh, Lusinski's. Yeah. You know, uh, Randall Prater was a year or two behind me. Lived down there kind of across the street and up a little bit from Lusinski's. Uh, Mary Fan, what's her last name, Drennan now maybe, is that right? I think that's right. She had married, uh, who'd she marry, Johnny Eakes to start I with? I couldn't tell you. I don't remember, I don't remember either. Of course, William Burkhart, who, right, who uh, right. unfortunately we lost him in the Vietnam War. Yeah. And uh, I guess he was, that was kind of Mitchell Nelson, but he did go to school at yes, Mitchell Nelson. Then there was uh, Mary Rose Mangrum, who lived up on Allen Avenue. Yeah. Uh, you could go on and on oh, and on. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and Mitchell Nelson was a, became a thriving community during that time. It was. People, that's where a lot of people wanted to go. One reason, of course, was the school. The school was unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, it's a great place to live for all you people. That uh, I was able to live on Woodbury Highway and still go to I school there. Mitchell that worked out really I can, well. I can remember when they built Mitchell Nelson. Of course, we lived right across the fence. Uh, another one, too, that lived in that area was Johnny Malone. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, the Nims boys, Tom and Bill Nims and Dick Stickney. And I, remember, I remember, uh, I, I, I miss Bill. He was such a great guy. Yeah. He yeah. really was. That whole family, of course. Um, she she was um, kind of over the uh, uh, county, uh, I, I guess, both the uh, circuit and general sessions at that yeah, time yeah. under Bob Sutterth. Right. Yeah. Right. That was a good book. I think they're going to uh, change the courthouse around and make it a lot of it more historical. 
Oh, are they? Yeah, then then strictly vigilant. I think the uh, 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 I, I believe the trustee and the uh, mayor will still remain there in that building. So that's going to be pretty pretty special. I, I presume that they'll have a a lot of the schools will go there as as part of their curriculum. I, I would hope. think so. I would hope so. Yeah. There's a lot of history in that building. Yeah, there is a lot of history in that building, and that's a special, special place. Yeah. Is anything going to change for sports as far as MTSU and, and places like that? You know, I was I just caught the tail end of Monty Hale yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. He and... Uh, uh, Oh, what's the man's name with first shot? He coached the middle anyway. They were yeah. And 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 Monty was talking about changes with the NCAA, uh, and I didn't get all of it and don't remember. There was something about the shot clock. There was something about timeouts. But I didn't I didn't catch all of it. But I'm that, surprised they haven't gotten to you since you're going to be. The one that's going to be um, dealing with a lot of it. Won't know that until the first day of the game. They'll tell us, they'll tell Bobby, Mike, and I what, what we need to change, and that's what we'll do. Now, when will that be? November, I guess. Normally it is. <clears throat> they start. Have they said anything to you about social distancing, mask, or anything well, like that? not for this coming up year. Of course, we... For social distance last year, we had to, the three of us were kind of spread a little bit. We had to wear a mask and had to wear a shield. Uh, anytime you sit down at the scorer's table, you had to put that shield on and have that mask on. Boy, it's different when you don't have the crowd there, isn't it? Oh, it is. It really is. I was glad to see some of the crowd coming back, and I think a lot of the people were too, who support Middle Tennessee basketball. But there wasn't anything close to what oh, no. the girls' basketball used to bring them in. Just really packed the host uh, arena at that time. Yeah. Lack of, of course, students have not always been real, real supportive, I guess I'll say. No, they uh, haven't. In, uh, but, in the, but, the, but the community has. The community has. Yes, they have. You'll yeah. you'll see people from all walks of life in there, and uh, uh, when we would, when Jackie and I, I, I would go, uh, it was it was a fun place to be, and and you would see a lot of history in in there supporting MTSU, yeah. which uh, I think that's what really kept it going was the community itself. You know, some of the. I don't. I don't mean this ugly, but some of the old timers, the older people, the and the community people. You know, you see them there, and when they're not there, you realize that they're not. Mm -hmm. You know, just looking. I do from where I'm sitting, looking across to the other side. You know, some of those that, but they they began coming back. We've lost a lot of them, Butch. We have. We have. Because it, it was a lot. It was a fairly, pretty much an older crowd. That would go to MTSU because watching girls basketball was more like watching the guys when we were younger. It's the yeah. same type of basketball that's that's played there. And like we said, Rick has done a tremendous job getting some of the best players 
not only in the country but across the world. I he mean, has. he he, he has, has a connection there. I don't know how it is, but he sure does. Does he? Do y'all still have the thing where he comes over to your desk and y'all kind of set the rules? Well. Uh, I don't know if we set the rules, but we always give him peppermints. Mm -hmm. You're still doing that? Still doing that. Still doing that. We started that, Bobby Gardner and I did, back during when Rick was at Shelbyville mm -hmm. and during state tournaments. And Bobby and I would always, used to be, there were Bob's peppermint sticks. Mm -hmm. And then we got to where we couldn't find those, but now we give them those little soft peppermints. But... Rick gets three every home game when he walks when he walks in. He comes over and shakes hands and give him three peppermints. Wait a minute now. When he was at Sheffield and he would come over to the no, state no, tournament? No, no, well, no, when he played, when his teams played in the state tournament, back that far ago we were giving the peppermints. Now, that doesn't sound like you're a homer very much because no. you're talking about Sheffield and you look at all these teams here that we've got. Well, what we did, we would we would pick. I mean, it wasn't just Rick. It was others as well. You know, you had a uh, uh, boy from Mount Juliet, and I cannot think of his name now. But you had him. You had uh, some of them from uh, Rickman, mm -hmm. uh, Birdstown, uh, Sparta. You know, people that we knew, of course, you know, we, of course, state tournaments, you don't get everybody, but yeah. you get supposedly, I guess, the cream of the crop, maybe, but it just, it just depended on who was playing. You could be a historian for girls basketball. I don't know about that. I don't remember that well. Um, the tall girl from Pulaski that played for, and on the first UT girls national championship team i was trying to remember her name she was about six five and uh, i'm sure there's some listeners out there but there have been a lot of just extraordinary athletes come through the state tournament here in girls oh, basketball yeah. you think about kelly jolly who, who was the guard at, over in what well, was sparta white yeah. county she was unbelievable she was. and, and I, it would be hard to pick the greatest ball players ever to play in, in girls' basketball here. Yeah, it would be. Well, in boys' basketball, too, you know. Uh, I talked to one this morning. Um, Tommy Trott was over at uh, Sylvan Park with his, his sweet wife, and uh, I always enjoy seeing him. I think of... When I see Tommy Trott, I think of Monk Montgomery because probably the two best shooters I've ever seen in here in this county. Well, of course, then there was also Dan Midget. Yeah, Dan. Well, Dan I still played. I still believe he played on the best team ever come out of Central. Uh, they didn't win the night. They didn't win the state championship, but they were by far the best team in the state. Charlie Jordan. Yeah, Charlie played uh, on a, a championship team. Thomas, Ricky Laster. Yeah. Those are all local people who played, uh, and actually played played some college, you know. Yeah, big nunnery. Uh, Robert nineteen sixty team was. Uh, what was the other? Uh, of course, Sam Kerr. Sam was not a starter, but Sam played. Sam was. He was a better baseball player. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm trying to think. Well, while you're trying to think, we've got a caller on the line. Okay. Maybe Fire they're going to call and tell us what that person's name was. Caller, welcome aboard with Butch Camel. Good morning, Mr. Jones. Her name was Sheila Frost. Sheila Frost. Sheila Frost. Thank you That's very right. much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Pulaski. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your name? Oh, I don't want to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, I, I would have been all day trying to remember that one. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much, hon. All right, thank you. Sheila Frost. Sheila Frost, yeah. And the uh, first shot president is Andy Herzer, by the way. Andy Herzer. And Andy coached at middle. That is correct, yeah. with Randy Wheel. That's right, that's right. You know, that's the great thing about being on radio, because... At our age, we have these little moments of forgetfulness and things like that, and we always have people that can take care of us, well, and that's that's, good. that's pretty that's, special. Well, that, that shows you've got a good listening audience. But see, I'm out of my realm in trying to remember all this because there are times when I was not there at the games and watching all these great players. You've been there just about most of the time. Yeah, but you know, Truman, you see so many, it's hard to remember special ones sometimes. Well, when we're talking about girls' basketball, though, I think about you, you've got uh, Janie, who, who she takes up all of your time and your thoughts and things like that. So I can see that. Uh, and I, I hope she's listening right now. <laughs> she she wasn't even up when you got over well, here. Yeah, I gave her the radio though. She said she was going to tune in. Maybe, maybe she'll call. Her. Maybe she'll call and call give you a Jane. hard. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have been. Have you seen any of these girls that have been recruited? No. In the last, you haven't seen any no. of them. Uh, at our table, we've got a lot of MTSU girls supporters at, at, when we eat in the morning over at Sylvan Park and a lot of the conversation goes to what Rick is going to have this coming year and it's my understanding they're going to be very competitive with anybody coming up this year. Well that's good I'm, I'm glad uh, but like I say Rick Rick has done a very good job he's been very successful at middle yeah. just like he was at Shelbyville yeah now, let's get into the conversation of schools now. You had one of the best schools in Rutherford County. You managed it. You were very strict with your discipline there. But you reached out to uh, all the kids to give them an opportunity to be the best that they could be. I remember that. Tried to. Quite, quite a lot. I mean, remember when we went, first got into the school resource officer oh, type wonderful thing. wonderful times. And uh, you were one of the uh, first ones to reach out and say, I believe in that program and I, I want to see it work because we were all getting, kids were changing. Not, to, you know, really that yeah. far off, but they were starting to change at that time. Well, you know, Truman, I... I, I went back at that time, and I remember how my association with police officers in the city of Murfreesboro. Yeah. Back when I was growing up, you know, and and we had those that we respected, we looked up to, mm -hmm. uh, and I 
the school resource officer program was meant to be that way. It, yeah. was, it was a way for young people to associate with a police officer and not be afraid of them and not think they're always going to do something bad to them. You know, I, at that time, a school had to reach a population of 800 in order yeah. to have a school resource officer. And we, for a couple of years, we were pretty close, but when we finally got there, and I don't know who who determined who our officer was going to be, but mm -hmm. it was Eddie Farmer, and I guess yeah. you had a whole lot to do with that. And, of course, Eddie was a local boy. I had taught Eddie in school, and I knew Eddie and knew his parents, and uh, he was phenomenal. I mean, he related to those young people and those students just every day, and you know, he got to be friends with them, yeah. but at the same time, he was an authority figure, mm -hmm. and that's what that program was supposed to be. And even though they did some teaching in the classrooms, it still helped to get the bond between a police officer and a young person coming up at that time. Yeah, and, and the officer had, had the ability at the time to talk to kids in private and... and most of their conversations would be in private because they would say things about what was going on in the home that yeah. shouldn't be and, and some other things like that. And uh, the bond was unbelievable. The, the officers, the ones that were very successful, and that's just about all of them, uh, they had that uh, almost like when they would walk into the school the kids would run, they would hug them. They yeah. would. The, it, uh, Bubba Howell, Pusher Howell's son, told me it was like being a rock star. <laughs> as soon as he would go in, he might have 40 or 50 kids wanting to hug him and talk to him and stuff like that. And it, it, I think in most cases, it made the kids more aware of what a police officer's all about and how much they could trust them. And if they needed somebody to take care of a problem for them, they were not ashamed to go up and and, and ask and, and know that whatever's going to happen is, is going to be taken care of. Well, I think that was a, a big purpose of the program. I yeah. can remember, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the school resource officer program kind of actually get started in Florida? They they had one in Florida. Uh, they had uh, a couple up north, but they were just kind of floating with it. They it, it was something that hadn't been, if you can be perfected. I, I think that that's what we were looking for because, as you remember, um, the, the, the kids were getting a little bit more... Um, aggravating I guess that's the best word it, they were harder to discipline during that particular time because the schools were so much larger that was a major part of it at the time and it was just like small cities and and you had uh, those kids who were the problem kids and then you had the others that most of them were wanting to go into the classroom and learn and 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 had a good relationship with the teachers and the principals and things like that. 
but but some of them were affecting the attitudes of other kids and sure. and once the officers got into the schools uh, you might say things started changing where the kids had uh, who uh, were the ones who ha were having problems with the the kids who were kind of incorrigible at the time. Yeah. Uh, this the officers made the difference in that uh, they felt safe in the schools again. I never will forget over at uh, Oakland at the time. I've probably mentioned this a hundred times, but uh, it, it it was just the principal had called me and he said it's just almost out of control, and so. Uh, we put uh, Bill Kennedy in there, who was a hoss. I mean, yes. uh, he could take a mule down. Uh -huh. uh, he went in and had to take care of a couple of problems, and it had gotten so loud inside the school that every kid in that school was out there. It, it was like they were watching a wrestling match or whatever. And... and uh, all of a sudden, Bill saw it, went over, grabbed the two boys, great big boys, uh, put them up against the wall. Actually, they were lifted up against the wall. And you could hear the kids go, ooh. Oh, yeah. Just like that. All of a sudden, they all took off running for their classes. Atmosphere changed, too, didn't it? It changed everything. And... Uh, the principal called me later on and said, you know, I was thinking about retiring, but I was, I might stay a couple more years. You know, we were ta I was talking about Eddie. I saw Eddie one night at a ball game we had at school. Yeah. Uh, there was a parent who had had just one drink too many. Oh. And Eddie escorted him out of the building, and I, I just kind of followed along. And, boy, the way the way Eddie Farmer handled that, that father was amazing. Eddie I mean, Farmer was bright. I mean, it was, you know, there was nothing short of taking care of him, and he did, and that was that was good. But yeah. you know, the reason I ask you about if it started in Florida, I can remember one time when we were on around the Orlando area. Okay, what we're talking about. We were in Florida, uh, and I think they were having a convention. Mm -hmm. And there were several of the SRO officers who were staying at the same place we were. Mm -hmm. And this was before we ever got one at Walter Hill. But I sat and talked to them for a long time and got kind of got an insight on what the program was and all that sort of stuff. From a, And that broadened my knowledge a little bit from what I already knew. But at that point in time, I thought, man, that's that's a wonderful program. We need to have that. I think it was just before we got started here in Rutherford County with it, but it's it's a good program. It's a very good program. You have to have special people who go into that program, and we were able to uh, up the pay, and uh, we were looking for uh, officers who had had at least two years of college during that time, and uh, it it was it was kind of tough when you take the qualifications and put them at a higher standard than what we were all used to at the time although we had great officers but but to have somebody who could go into the classroom and teach and had the ability to um, 
have a uh, clear conversation with the kids that were there at the time. And, uh, uh-oh, you think Brian's doing that? Surely not. Does, does he want me to, uh, us, he, he wants you and I to continue on and, and let the music be the background of what we're, which way we're going? I, th- I, think or he want, I think that he wants us to be quiet for a few minutes and let the music play. All right, let's take a quick break then. All right, we'll do that. Uh, all right, Brian, thank you. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. We've been telling you for a while now about the discount mattress moving sale. Well, now is the time to get by there. It's in its final days. All remaining inventory deeply discounted to avoid moving cost. All remaining floor models are priced below cost. Discount Mattress, locally owned and operated. They've been serving Murfreesboro's mattress needs since 2001 at 1614 Northwest Broad Street next to La Siesta Mexican Restaurant. Discount Mattress, your best night's sleep starts with Discount Mattress. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. French's Shoes and Boots has the hottest brands and unbeatable deals that you won't find anywhere else. But this stuff is going fast and these deals can't last. Everyone wants the wildly popular Hey Dude shoes, and French's has them back in stock. Check out the latest styles for men, women, and kids. Hurry and get to French's here in the borough while the getting is good. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Rutherford County Chamber of Commerce Executive Beth Duffield has been appointed to the Tennessee Valley Authority's newly formed Valley Workforce Cabinet. They provide ongoing insight and guidance to TVA economic development about workforce challenges across their seven-state territory. A veteran team of junior ROTC cadets from Stewart's Creek High School finished third in the state and fifth in the junior ROTC Air Rifle Army Nationals. The Stewart's Creek team was led by Logan Chapman, Jared Redito, Zachary Parsons, Anthony Lamantia, and Alexia Lamantia. Ozark High School won the national tournament. And Humphreys County will be the center of the biker world in Tennessee later this month. The Tennessee Motorcycles and Music Revival Festival will be held at Loretta Lynn's Ranch and Campground May 20th through the 23rd. Thousands of people are expected to camp at the 3,500-acre venue in Hurricane Mills during the four-day event. The Tennessee branch of a national motor club says the shutdown of one of the nation's biggest gas pipelines is no reason for panic buying. AAA Tennessee says a cyber attack on the Columbia pipeline could cause some brief shortages at the gas station. However, AAA also says it's not a reason to hoard gasoline. Officials say drivers should buy the gas they need. And keep in mind last year's toilet paper shortage when hoarding led to a bigger shortage. Tennessee Valley Authority is considering retiring a mid-state plant. The TVA filed a plan to study the retirement of the Cumberland Fossil Plant in Stewart County yesterday. It's one of the largest coal-burning plants in the country. Its retirement is being considered after the Biden administration set a goal of having the country reach 100% carbon pollution-free electricity by 2035. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. 
news updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with? Farrah Construction had already done the bathroom. Then we decided to move a wall or two and redo the playroom. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. And they did. The best investment in enjoyment that we ever made. We're family here at Farrah Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. In blend of clouds and some sunshine developing this afternoon, high in the mid-60s. Tonight's mainly clear, low near 43. Lots of sun on Thursday. On near 69. I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 55. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896 4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896 4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NAC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Butch Campbell. Um, you wanted to uh, honor somebody this Yes, morning. I did. Uh, Lisa Van Cleve, who is uh, secretary to our director of schools, uh, Trey Duke, and is also secretary to the Board of Education, mm-hmm. has been elected vice president of the Tennessee, I hope I get this right, the Tennessee School Board Secretary Association. It's a, it's a statewide honor, and mm-hmm. she'll be vice president for a year, and then after that, she'll move up to, to president. So it's mm-hmm. a, I, th- I think it's a, a, a great thing that for her, and it certainly speaks well for the work she does for for Trey and also for the board. So I, I congratulate her. She works directly with you guys. Of course, you're on the board. Yeah, yeah. She you're, is, you're still head of uh, I'm, president I'm, of the board or I'm chairman or whatever. chairman, yeah. She's our, our board secretary. Yeah. Uh, I, Trey's done a good job over Trey there. Trey has done a very good job. He yeah. sure has. And... Uh, and he's been on a couple of times since yeah. since he's uh, been selected, and uh, he has a great uh, personality, and he seems to have a a um, uh, complete. Uh, uh, I, I guess he understands it in 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 a certain way that um, he's educated me every time he's been on as far as what's going on with the city school system. Trey is very knowledgeable about all of it and uh, we spent two nights four hours each night and, and as he presented proposals for next year's budget mm-hmm. and just did a fabulous job with it. It was just one of the best presentations I've seen, and it certainly helped us all to understand the budget better. But Trey has done very well. He sure has. And continue. He's only been in that position, 
I think you said last night eight weeks. Hmm. Seems longer. It seems longer, but he's done very well. I'm proud of him. You had a number of people who had put applications in for that position. You have you had a large number we that large, wanted that uh, yeah. to be uh, over the school oh, system yeah. and, and 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 that that speaks well for the school system. Yeah. When you have that many people who want to become part of something that is very good already and continues to get better and continues to grow. But we have a we have a very congenial board that works world well together. We have a wonderful central office staff and mm -hmm. we have some of I'm gonna say I'll put our teachers and our, our staff, not only teachers but principals but custodians and all mm -hmm. I'd rank them right up there to the top with anybody in the state. Let me ask you a, a question about how the schools are going to be uh, set up for this coming year? Uh, are they still going to be have the social distancing? Are these are are they going to have uh, uh, kids at home from time to time? Uh, this virus is. Um, changed a lot of things not only in business but in education and all the other things that are involved what is what seems to be the attitude of the parents as far as kids going back to some type of normality in in the classroom i think parents are ready for their children to go back to the classroom i think and, they are too and uh, our intention at this point in time is to go back into the classrooms in August, as we had done before, mm -hmm. uh, and, and and hopefully do away with the mask. I hope you're right. Uh, and that's you know there there are those who want to do away with the mask right now, but I, you know with two weeks left in the school year, uh, we're we're this virus is not gone. It's still there, and people can still get it now. Uh, Young people, 12 to 16 years old, are available for the the shots, you know. Uh, and as long as we can continue to be a little bit protective and be proactive instead of reactive mm -hmm. on masks and the virus, uh, I think we need to do so. But uh, we hope that even for summer school this summer, there'll be some mask times required, but also try to keep them a little social distance and then when they go outside they won't have to have their mask on and trying to kind of wing off of I, I guess I would say mm -hmm. the mandates on having the mask on all the time it's a, it's simply a method of of us trying to protect our young people and our teachers and our staff and everything else uh, you know every 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 business does not require masks like we did at one time, but there are still those that do. You go to the grocery but store. But they are rare now. Well, they are, and that's because, you know, more people are being vaccinated, although Tennessee is not one of the more popular states of being vaccinations, but, you know. But we have so much less uh, as oh, far yeah, as sure, people sure. Uh, ha get having the uh, uh the disease or, or something that's very yeah. similar to the disease. Yeah, you're right. And I, I am so happy. In fact, most of the restaurants that I go into now do not require masks 
or social distancing at all. And I've noticed that three or four of the more popular ones that I've been going to for a pretty good while have been the most successful restaurants right now in in our city. It seems like they're the ones that draw the ones that are uh, fully occupied. Uh, those are the ones that seem to be doing extremely well. People will keep going back to those particular restaurants. Of course, you you know you you still have the opportunity. Uh, you know, and you don't know whether person somebody close is test positive for COVID or Yeah, not. but you have an opportunity of crossing the street and somebody's going to run over well, you, too. Well, that's true. That is true. See, I... I, I know you're fear, not a strong fear, proponent no, of that. No, I, 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 I hate fear. I hate fear. I do. I think it can be one of the most damaging things to our society is fear itself. Uh, and um, I... I, I I guess everybody has their particular reasons sure. to, to protect a, a child or protect someone in the family that's uh, older. Uh, seem like the older people have been doing really, really well right here in in this particular area, as far as uh, being able to get through the disease and come out fine. And well, I would I would hate to be a person, you know, and. Uh, I don't know what our board will do, but if it were to come to a vote, I would hate to be a person that would vote to do away with masks and then next week some child come down with COVID. Well, that's out of our hands but, anyway. Well, I true, but, you know, it's the same thing, like you said, walking across the Children street. handle that disease very, very well. Better than some adults. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of it is, um, um, I, I don't know... What com the, the information that comes through the airways on television and things like that, um, it's more a lot of it is scare tactics, as you know. Well, sure. And, and a lot of it gets into the political arena. We're in a day and time in this country where it's hard for me to believe anything that I hear. So guess what I did? I did, I did away with my you, cable I, television. I've heard you say that I before. am so happy. I've so, I feel so relieved that I don't have to put up with all that crap that they put over. Well, whether It's not just news. It's sports and everything else. They want to throw all that stuff at you. It's, it's amazing, the, the world that we're living in. I wish we were back when we had people like you in the school system, Butcher, over at Walter Hill, that you did everything with common sense behind it, plus the experience that you have gone through all these years. Those kids loved you there, but they respected you so much that uh, it was a it was a safe surrounding even before we decided to put the school resource officers in there. Uh, uh, you, Bud Rakes, there were so many pusher how back in those days that. Uh, they ran the schools the way they were 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. and that was that was good. Those those were good times. Yeah, and I, I'm like you. I think uh, you know students expected that, parents expected it, but you got to understand too, and I know you do. But times have changed. It's changed. Attitudes have changed, uh, and. You remember the PTAs? Oh, heavens, yes, yeah. Wasn't that great dealing with the parents? You, you, you had a direct line of communication back in those days. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember my mom, I think she was president of the PTA one time at 
Kittrell, uh, I believe. And and I, it tickled me to death to have my mom and dad too uh, being part of something that that I really loved, and and that was the schools at the yeah. time, and the kids who who went to school yeah. there. Yeah, it was. The, those were good organizations, PTAs, yeah. and but you know we got away from PTA and went to parent clubs, and the reason being, PTA is a national organization, so therefore if you had a PTA in a school, they had to pay. I guess I'm, I'm going to say, for lack of better terms, membership dues maybe, but parent clubs did not. See, but, I didn't know that. Because they were not affiliated with any national group. Yeah. So the parent club, if the parent club raised money for something, they got to keep all of it. Yeah. They didn't have to pay anything to an outside organization like the PTA or something, which, you know, you had the same objectives with the parent clubs you did with the PTA, you just got to keep some of your funding. Now, each uh, school is different. Mm -hmm. e each state is different on how they, they deal with those things. Do you think that Nashville, uh, which is the area where the government, the state government's pretty much all handled, do you think that they... Um, relate well with our local school system and talking about the state and even go up to to Washington as far as how they what they want the kids to learn and 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 how that should be uh, taken care of in the classroom I think the state has ideas uh, but sometimes you have to look to see who is developing, I guess, that curriculum, mm -hmm. whether it's coming from educators or whether it's coming from other people in state government. Mm -hmm. It would be the same thing in, on, you know, with the Sheriff's Association, you know. Yeah. What, what's better? Can you develop what you need to do within your own area better than if somebody is taking... Uh, a composite of across the country and deciding what everybody needs to do because what we do here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County is not the same thing as what they do in San Francisco yeah. or Washington, D.C. or Alexandria, you know, Virginia. It's, uh, I, think, I think you need to have local uh, Interjections, I guess I would say, local ideas mm -hmm. uh, and local people who can determine what needs to be done in in your education facilities. Even though you like to have some comparisons of how your students are doing here, or how your students as compared to maybe how they're doing in Grundy County mm -hmm. or Metro or, or whatever, like something like that. It's uh, it's good to have some local control, but the state sets certain standards, and those standards are the same all the way across the state, so it gives you a better way of measuring how your students are as compared to those students in other parts of the state. Well, we know that the universities are, most of them are extremely liberal, and they want to change how people live, how they think, 
And uh, I think that there has been a big uproar against what they're trying to teach our kids once they get up into that almost adult level and the type of politically how they think, all those type things. Uh, and, and in some ways, I have seen that that is starting to crop up in our small, our uh, grade schools and our high schools because Washington and, say, Nashville, too, they control pretty much what is to be taught in the classrooms. And how in the world, and I know how you are, how in the world do you fight those type things because they're demanding it. Uh, we've seen uh, history change. We've seen math change, science change, all those things. And, and it, it is not a really positive thing. And, and you think that we would be in the area now as the students get uh, um, a lot more pushed across the table in front of them is the things that they're supposed to learn and all of that. I know the, the virus itself uh, got uh, parents more involved in some of the things that were going on in the schools, and a lot of them became very unhappy with what's being taught sure. to those kids. How in the world do you guys, what power do you have being on the school board and, and, and working with all the things that are going to be involved in the classroom, how, how, how do you approach those? Well, you, you have to approach it with the idea that you're doing what you're expected to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem sometimes, Truman, and, and I, I will relate this, uh, two years ago when they were talking about uh, when so many students were out, I guess, right, well, I guess it was last year when COVID first hit, mm -hmm. you know, whether or not to do you and I are going to call them standardized tests, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and whether or not you're going to hold the teacher responsible for those test scores as part of their evaluation. Our board sent a letter to the Department of Education in Tennessee mm -hmm. stating that we wanted, we did not want to do those tests. We wanted to opt out of those tests. Yeah. And we got a response back. And the response basically was, okay, if you don't want to do that, that's fine, but you will lose your state funding. It's all about money. Well, you you know you you've got to have that state funding from yeah. that BEP program. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you can't survive and do the things you want to do. Each year, you, you're determined on your growth and population and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. The amount of funding you get from the basic education program. Yeah. That was put in back in 1992, I think it was, uh, under Governor McWhorter. Uh, was a good plan, but it needs to be revived and updated and changed. But we didn't have a choice. You know? Can they explain why that they want it? To, uh, they're demanding that they want you to accept what they're sending down to you as far as the education program. Well, Because it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, what, what they're saying is they want everybody in the state to have the same basic test so you can do a comparison. Uh, but I'm not, last year, uh, I don't think 
teachers need to have that part of their evaluation on their what their test scores were yeah. simply because of the pandemic and other things. I've not always been convinced that a large percentage of a teacher's evaluation needs to be as a result of test scores because all students are not the same. No. I may have a class of really bright students and have a few that are not so bright, but then again, all of those scores go into one composite score, and that then is how that teacher, that's part of that evaluation. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to hard to determine if 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 a teacher is doing their job as they should be, and most of them are, uh, then those those scores are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And but you have to realize what make is made up what intellectual level I guess I'll say is made up within that classroom because all classrooms are not the same. Yeah. But but they've also taken a lot of uh, of things away from the teacher as far as how they control the discipline in the classroom. Also, that's been a major factor as far you, you know how one kid can can affect the whole oh, class. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you got uh, something that that requires a lot of study, uh, just like say the magnet schools. The magnet schools they'll take home two, three hours of homework every night as far as trying to keep up with everything. And you, you're quite aware of, of that. Uh, and, and a lot of times you will not have as much of a, of a noise impact or, or, uh, uh, or, or the, the type of kids that are going to cause disruption in the classroom itself. You're you're not going to have that as much. It, it it's not a fair comparison to have those particular tests to come down on you, as you well know. You know yeah. it more than anybody. Yeah. There are very bright kids that do that really don't do well oh, yeah. on the test. Yeah. And, and, and you get into that, and you you say, well, it's 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 not just that. It's it's the things that are being taught that don't really um, uh, reach out to our community in a very positive way. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. Uh, that's a sad commentary because each state is very, very different. Oh, yeah. And if you look at the education quality in the state of Tennessee, it's high. It really is. And a, and a lot of it, if you look across the country in the, the way that uh, – each state is being run, they're like different countries. They oh, really yeah. are. And, and, and you, I, st- I still believe that the local uh, education, uh, the way it, it's passed on to our kids, should be managed from the state of Tennessee's perspective, not from Washington or, or whatever, or even Nashville or Rutherford County. Yeah, that's right. It's 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 a it's a continuing it's a complicated process, it is, isn't it? It is, and it's and it depends on the economical impact and the economics of the the area, the mm-hmm. district, the state. All those things have a lot to do. You talking about? We had two teachers last night to present to our to board a, a synopsis of how they did virtual learning, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you what it was amazing 
to see what those what those teachers had done uh, throughout the school year in mm-hmm. third grade, first grade, you know. Uh, but everybody doesn't do it the same. No. And that's why they make, as I say, vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry, so I can have my choice and you can have your choice. Do you think that one of the reasons you have so many students in private schools now is some of it the the impact of what they're passing down from Washington and state into these areas because uh, they're not required to have those tests and they're not required to have those particular types of uh, of um, education um, differences you might I, say. I would say that's that has a lot to do with it I sure would and I'm not against private schools I'm not at all you know they're they're fine and there are some very very good private schools I say private not the public like you know the church supported schools or things like that uh, there's some very good we've got some good ones right here in our own county yes we do uh, but it's not all the same everywhere no and that's but that's like anything. All churches are not the same. Okay. Do you think that federal government and state government should have that right to demand that you go along with the curriculum that's passed down to you? And should they should they take the money? Because the monies that they're taking away from you is your money. True. That's your tax money, and they're telling you what. You can do with it, or you can't do with That's it. That's right. You're right. And and it's 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 a, it's, a it's, yeah. it's not a good thing. No, it's not. It's not. I'm I'm uh, appointing you to take care of that problem, Butcher. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go up there and kick. Uh, what's our new president? I can't even remember his name. Biden. Oh, is that his name? I, I don't I, I don't know anything anymore because I've done away with all that crap. Well, I understand, but you you get it at Sylvan Park every day. I bet, don't you? You hear it anyway. Every restaurant you go to, you hear yeah, it because we're so different than a lot of the other right, places yeah. that are going. Could you imagine uh, you being a a, a a school? chairman of a board of education in Minneapolis or in Oregon or Washington or it's different worlds it's different worlds it would be completely different yeah and a lot of it is how you're taught and the people that have migrated into the other states they don't have the same opinions of how we do and things like that we have to take care of our own do what we think is best for what we have to, to work with, and I think that's what we're trying to do. Do you really miss being in the schools? You miss the classrooms? Oh, I do. I, do. I, I miss the students. I miss the teachers. Uh, I don't miss all of the stuff that educators are having to go through today. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a it's a different world. Uh, you know, is, is that why we're having such a hard time? getting teachers back into the classrooms again, um, new teachers. It, it, it's hard to find, harder to find new teachers because I can remember when uh, MTSU was a, a teacher's college pretty much. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and 
it, it would be packed full of people there that were wanting to teach. I still run into, to, uh, I, I know this little lady, little girl that uh, one of my grandsons is dating right now. She wants to be a teacher real bad, but she wants to go in at the lower level because there's probably not as many problems to deal with, and that's one thing. But she, she does, she loves kids. She really does. Well, I think you know to be a to be a good teacher, uh, you've got to understand where the where the students are coming from. You've yeah. got to understand something about their background, mm -hmm. uh, and you've got to remember how it was when you were a student. Mm -hmm. And whether or not those things are the same, and they're not the same today as when you and I were students. Yeah, uh, that's evident, I think, from everybody. But I think you need to, a teacher needs to understand that. And I think, uh, as, as these two ladies last night presented to our board, uh, one of them said how how she learned about the child, the child's family about the child's pets, you know, and what they were doing at home, and all of this during the virtual learning, and the, mm -hmm. that, and she said, you know, I was, I was, I, I was really excited to learn about, more about the child than I would have learned probably if he'd just been in the classroom. So there mm -hmm. are, there are some positives to the virtual learning. Uh, there are some negatives, and whether or not the negative outweighs the positive or not, I'm not sure. And that certainly depends on the teacher, the parent, and the child. As much, I think, the parent as it does the other two. Because if, if the parents are not on board, and they're not helping to support and trying to help that child at home, and a lot of parents don't or can't because of their work schedule and, and their environment and things along that line. It's a, education is a. It's a partnership, isn't it? Yes, that's the word I was trying to think of. It is a partnership between the home and the school. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you, you, can, you can tell the problems a lot of times, say, if one of the uh, kids is really a problem in the classroom and then you bring the parents in, you can kind of read what the real problem is with that child, That's can't right. you? That's right. And, and you, 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 have to be, you have to be taught at home just like you're being taught in the classroom. Yeah. It, Teaching is not an easy job. It is not an easy, and like you said, we don't have as many going into it today as what we used to have. Yeah. However, uh, I do know that, that our system has has hired some very good quality people for next year. Yeah. Already. So it's you know, it's a it's an ongoing thing and uh Ralph Ringstaff, our personnel director and and Trey and all of our central office, they do a wonderful job on recruiting and finding good teachers, potential good teachers and in fact I was uh talked to a young man yesterday who works for Dr. Katine and he had taught at Brentwood High School but he left it mm -hmm. and he told me yesterday that he was going back into it uh, going to be out at Rockville Middle I think he said mm -hmm. or no Rock yeah Rockville Middle uh, because he said I, I just miss it and I just I want to get back and help young people 
And I yeah. thought, you know, that's the right attitude. You, you have to have support. And you, I remember when you were at uh, Walter Hill, you supported your teachers all the way down the line. And for a, a school to be successful, you have to have that relationship between the principal, uh, and it's his domain, the principal's domain, but he has to have a close working relationship with the teachers and respect on both sides. Well, that's you? true. But that, but Truman, that's true in anything. You had the same thing when you were sheriff. Yeah. You know, uh, you've, you've got to understand. I always said when I forgot what it was like in the classroom, it was time for me to go back. Yeah. Because when I forgot what that teacher is going through and, and the trials and tribulations that I had, even though they were not like they were this past year with COVID, yeah, uh, it, it's time to get back in there and find out what's going on and, and be a part of it. Just like you did as a sheriff when you forgot how that officer on the street had to react, it was time for you to go back and find out how that officer needed to react and what the, what the problems were. Yeah, that's why you were such a great principal. Well, that's why you, you did a great a job sheriff. over there. Well, you were a good sheriff, you know. I was lucky to have so many great people, well, and so were you. I exactly, you're exactly right. Joyce Ely was pretty good, wasn't oh, she? Oh, Joyce was phenomenal. <laughs> she yes. was amazing. Yes, she was. All right, well, we got to wrap up the show. Oh, no. Brian's already sent me a message oh, down mercy. here. He interrupts some about this time every morning. I don't know what it is that he's doing, but uh, that's because he wants to get his show going. Yeah. Well, hello. Hell, hell, how? What is it he says? Uh, he, he he says the same thing each time. I wish he would change it. At least change the uh, whatever uh, adjective or or noun or whatever it is I, in there. What is it? What is it? What do you say, Brian? He's gone to sleep. Hi, That's why he hasn't he hasn't there. interrupted us. Yeah. Um. Hi. Hey. And hello there. <laughs> Something. It's the Howdy Doody Show. That's what it is. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Since 1981, Willow Window's been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit WillowWindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. WillowWindow.pro.